Welcome back to the Murdy Creative Co. Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Murdy, and today's topic is mob money, part four. But first, I want to say thank you to everyone who's supported the company so far. If you haven't got a chance, go check us out on the web at murdycreative.co. That's M-U-R-D-Y, creative.co. Or you can check us out on all of our social medias by clicking on the links at the top of the website. Be sure to join our Discord server. Link is in the top of the description below. And we're happy to tell you all sorts of cool behind-the-scenes stuff in our Discord server. Also, if you'd like to sell the product and get a little something for doing that, check out our affiliate program where you can get a commission based off sales you make. So check that out on our website at murdycreative.co slash collab. You know, it's a sad day when there are more parts to the Mob Money podcast than there were Godfather movies, but here we are, Mob Money Part 4. For those of you who haven't heard Mob Money Part 1, Part 2, or Part 3, I'll give you a quick recap. What I call Mob Money is money that we borrow from Shopify Capital. Now, Shopify Capital, like PayPal Capital and Amazon Capital and all of these other sources out there, have a clever little trick. The way it works is this. You don't pay a percentage, like a classic credit card or any other loan, where there's a percentage of interest that you pay. You pay a flat fee. And the method by which that flat fee is is determined is normally as a percentage of the total bill. In Shopify's case, it's very commonly 8%. And the way that you repay the debt is through forced repayments, where every day they take a percentage of your sales. And for Amazon, for PayPal, for Shopify, they all work the same way. It's They know how much you sold, so they take a percentage of that. Now, the formula that determines exactly what the rate of repayment is, arguably is what generates the best apples-to-apples comparison for traditional interest-based loans. And I'll give you an example. Let's say you're going to borrow $100,000. I'm making these numbers up. These are wildly different than whatever. Let's say you're borrowing $100,000 and you have to pay 8% interest. That means you're going to pay $108,000 back to them. And let's say they make your forced repayments 20% of your daily revenue. Let's just say you happen to make enough sales that 20% of your daily revenue means that you're going to repay that back in about six months. Now, if that were the case, the real actual interest rate looks closer to 16% rather than 8% because you're taking and you're paying an 8% fee over six months rather than a 16% fee over 12 months. Now, a lot of these numbers are somewhat fungible they're a little bit they can kind of play with them a little bit but in the end the formula wins out it's always basically the same structural formula where you pay it back in six months and there's an eight percent fee and it's about a 16 percent interest rate if you pay on time and there is value to this offering i I don't want to shortchange this there's a reason why we keep taking this money it's available normally the next day it shows up in our bank account right so the ability to get that cap that cash immediately is helpful when you're in a pinch The second factor is, in our case, it's nice to have the automatic repayments. I mean, I I joke about it being kind of, you know, like having to pay your loans back at gunpoint, but it's nice because there's a certain amount of, I don't need to worry about repaying back the loan. The loan repays itself. So that's, that's an advantage to it, right? Because sometimes as a small business owner, it's really easy to get pulled in a bunch of different directions with the money that you have available. You want to go try something new. You want to launch a new marketing campaign. So fiscal discipline can be a bit of a challenge. But with this situation, that's not a problem. They make it very clear that you need to repay them and they take the money out of your bank directly. So there's that. So it does have that advantage to it. Second off, and I think, or this is, or maybe this is the third point, but it doesn't involve my credit. As a small business owner, there have been plenty of times that I have had to take 
and use my personal credit to back loans for the company, to back things, because the company basically has no collateral. I mean, we have raw materials, but the, the bank only values our raw materials, I think, at 40% of what we paid for them, right? So if we spend $100,000 on raw materials, the bank is only willing to collateralize that at $40,000. So we don't have very much in the way of collateral. We have a couple of machines that aren't worth that much anymore because they've amortized, depreciated over time. Um, we have a little bit of office equipment, but collectively, I'd be shocked if we had more than... in collateralizable debt in that room. And that's including the raw inventory at 40%. So we don't really have a lot of collateral. So my personal credit and my, you know, signature is what backs all of our loans. If the company goes bankrupt, it's Colin Murdy who subsumes those loans and has to continue to pay them. So in that, in light of that, the fact that that's not true with the Shopify capital debt, it's, it's the company exclusively owns the debt, not me personally. Now, there's a reasonable argument to be said, which is that as the only owner of this company, there's a certain amount of liability, but I, that's for lawyers to determine. And for the most part, this seems like a good deal in that regard. And I think the last point is that it doesn't show up on our, on my credit report. And, and not, you may say that those are the same thing, but no, my credit score is related to a lot of different factors, including repayments, the amount I have out. But if I had to go do a hard credit check every time I pulled out money from Shopify Capital, I'd have multiple hard credit checks. Usually, I mean, I want already two this year, one this year. So those hard credit checks, and they also increase the amount of money that's on my credit report as money in my name that's loaned out to me. That all affects the credit score in a negative way. So there is an advantage to using the Shopify capital, and I think that we keep using them for that reason. But obviously, there's some downsides. And this particular round, the formula changed a little bit, and it made it a lot harder to make this deal. So for the last couple of months, the company's been doing pretty well. We've had modest profits, profits enough to keep paying back our Shopify debt, but not a lot more. But we had a really bad month in June, and we lost tens of thousands of dollars. And because we didn't have that much money in our liquid capital, we, I put it all on my Discover card. Well, as you may know, Discover cards and all credit cards have rates of interest that just like will blow the pants off you. They're just crazy interest rates. So we've been looking for a way to refinance that Discover card debt with, a different, with some other financial tool that has a lower debt repayment or at least a lower interest rate. And... When we were looking at the options, the Shopify capital seemed like the best option because the functional 16% interest rate was better than the realistically 27 plus percent that the credit cards charge in some cases. And especially with the amount of money that we were talking about, the fee was going to be probably less, even with the long-term payments, the fee was going to be lower than the likely credit card interest payments that we were going to pay over the next four months. Because realistically, without an up until Christmas, the company doesn't get big influxes of cash very often. So it's rare that we're able to pay off large chunks of debt in any sort of reasonable way because it's rare that we get large bills or, or large um, revenues, I should say. Until Christmas, that is. Christmas, we normally have large, a large flow of in, inflow of cash and oftentimes that's used to repay debt and things like that. But we were going to end up probably having that Discover card bill for the next four months, three months at least, and that was going to be a real drag. It already brought my credit score down by almost 100 points, having that debt on there, which is a killer amount to have out. So all of these things come into play to say, okay, we're looking to refinance the credit card debt. The Shopify Capital allows us to refinance that debt at a functionally lower interest rate. It's kind of a no-brainer. 
their repayments on round four don't start until round three is over, which is probably going to happen sometime end of November, early December. We'll be paying money through this through the end of May, June next year, and that'll be fine. But then I went to submit the request and I was talking with our capital guy and um, their formula changed a little bit. At least I think it changed. He won't admit that it changed. And frankly, as I talked with him, he doesn't have access to the back end workings of how it works, which doesn't surprise me if I was designing a system like this. I wouldn't want to actually have the people on the front lines have access to anything but the ability to click go. So this is obviously built by finance and tech wonks in the back end of Shopify so that the people in the front, the reps in the front, get to type in numbers into the formulas and they don't get to decide anything, but they, they tell you what the number that comes out of the formula is. Anyway, when you look at the money for Shopify Capital, it's a win-win for Shopify because realistically speaking, because they, the, the odds of them lo- losing totally are extraordinarily low. I'm confident that they're immediately refinancing the debt that they just lent me with money from Chase Morgan or somebody else that's got, you know, big pockets that, and they're using the fact that Shopify's got enormous cash flows to be able to go and get great interest rates that I would be shocked if it was more than 6%. I'd probably bet it would be closer to 5%. And they're borrowing from one of the large lenders at 5% or 6%. And they're lending it to me at the equivalent of 16% if you look at the year over year. And then they're walking away with the VIG, which is not an insignificant VIG in this case. And beyond that, of course, if the money, if, if we grow, if we end up having a huge climb in our revenues, because the repayment is based off of a percentage of daily sales, our repayment rate skyrockets at well. So all of a sudden, rather than us paying in six months, we pay in two months or three months. Well, all of a sudden that, because it's a flat fee, regardless that functional interest rate rate went from 18%, 16% to 20, 25, 30, 50% if we pay it off really fast. Not that we're going to do that. But in any ways, so there actually is a genuine incentive for us to not make any additional payments beyond what we absolutely have to towards our Shopify capital, even if we have the cash, because it doesn't benefit us. It's not like we're not paying in. It's it's not like it's helping relieve our interest burden, right? Because the fee is the fee. So we want to pay that off as slow as we can reasonably. Now, as I was working with this gentleman, he had said, we, we, we had previously had, we'd borrowed money at 17% and then we'd borrow money at 10% repayment. The last round, round three was 7% repayment. And this time I was taking half of the money that we took last time. And, and basically, if you look at the math formula, that's pretty much how it's gone this whole time. We started off borrowing an enormous amount of money. The next round, we took about half of that. The next round, we took about half of that. The next round, this fourth round, we were going to take half of that again. And... The repayment rate, though, was 6%. So we're paying 7% now on twice the money that we're borrowing this time around. We're paying 6% this time around. Now, for those of you who are the math whizzes in the room, if we're borrowing half the amount of money, but our repayment rate is virtually identical, that means that we're repaying if the numbers, if, if our growth or sales numbers stay consistent, we're repaying that at almost twice the rate of our previous bill. And actually, if you do the math out, it comes out to be about the equivalent, if things stay where we think they're going to be, to be about 24% interest on this particular round. And so I know I said this last time, but this time I'm actually very serious about it because this time the amount of money that we're borrowing is exactly the amount of money basically we need to pay off the Discover card. So realistically speaking, the amount of money that we're borrowing is not, is not significant enough that it's 
it's the kind of money that we could probably make back in four or six months anyway. So realistically, I think we're at the position now where the, we, there's no reason that we would borrow half of what this is. There's a, there's a floor to the repayment schedules, and realistically speaking, the amount of money that that would be would be very negligible. So this truly will be the last round, and that will be made more... Um, conf- I'm, I'm more confident in saying that partially because it seems like they're changing their formula a little bit to benefit themselves because the VIG basically just went from them making ostensibly 10% on it to making like 18% on it. Now it's possible that their formula is right. That something, some, actually I'll, I'll rephrase this. The reason why when he told me that number, I was so surprised is this. He said that their formula has us paying that loan off in 10 months. But even if every month for the next 10 months was the worst month we've ever had on Shopify, was the same as the worst month we've ever had in our two and a half years on Shopify, we would still pay that debt back in six months. So unless Shopify knows something that I don't, which by the way, isn't entirely implausible, they might have some sort of behind the scenes knowledge because, you know, of the elites that rule the world. But either way, I, think, I don't think there's going to be a significant downturn in the economy in the next six months. I think that we're probably going to do okay. It's going to probably be more similar than it is going to be different. And obviously, an election year turns everything upside down. But what are you going to do about it, right? So I don't think it's going to take us 10 months to pay it back. But that's how they were defending the rate that they were giving us, was they were saying, well, it's going to take you 10 months to pay it back. Based off of my, I would say, very conservative estimates, we should be done paying with this by the beginning of April, which is a good thing because we're going to have taxes due at about that time. And it's going to be a whole thing this next year. And anyway, I hate the financial game. I hate that this is part of my, my job. I hate that this is most of my job, is this playing of these, is, is, the, is the flowing of money from one place to another. It seems like we spend a lot of time doing that. And I will be thrilled when we get to the point where our debt is gone. Because once our debt is gone, we can finally take a little better control of our finances. And I know that that's very counter to the classic method of making businesses big businesses, which is that you just borrow and borrow and borrow and borrow and borrow and borrow. And and then you use all that money you've borrowed to invest and grow extraordinarily rapidly, rapidly. And then your company is enormous and it's generating enormous amounts of revenues. And a 5% profit on an enormous revenue is plenty to pay back the debt you borrowed long ago. And it's plenty to pay you. Like that's the traditional wisdom of business. And maybe I'm just built different, but I don't like that. I used to want to do that. I used to think that that was the answer. But the longer I do this, the more I get into this, the more I realize that debt becomes an anchor that weighs down everything. It makes every decision colored by that fact. And now all of a sudden, if we were in a situation where we didn't have any debt and we had some cash in the bank, making a decision to try something risky is an option to us because we can borrow the debt as an emergency measure if that risk goes wrong. I would much rather use debt as a, as a, as a short-term solution to an emergency finance cash position that's, a, that's because a risk we took went wrong rather than our company on a regular basis operating with an enormous debt overhead because that's just a terrible way to run a business. And I think a lot of the world that we live in today, an enormous amount of, of all companies, an enormous amount of the economy as a whole is built on this tower of debt. And 
I don't know. I think that's partially created because of the income problem. If you borrow money, you don't pay taxes on money you borrow. If you make money, you pay taxes on money you make. So there's an incentive to not make money, but to borrow money. And I think that that's part of what's kind of warped our economy into this debt-based economy that we see here. Either way. Hopefully this will be the last round. I think it will be the last round. We did end up taking the money. We have paid off our Discover card. We have consolidated our debt under the two Shopify capital loans that we currently have outstanding. Based off of my estimates, if everything stays as consistent and on the, what I would say, relatively conservative projections, we should be done paying with both of these rounds of Shopify capital by the beginning of April next year, maybe earlier if Christmas goes really, really well. And then we'll be in a situation where the only debt we will have left will be the line of credit and hopefully if Christmas goes well, we'll be able to put some more money and pay off portions of the line of credit. Because if we have excess cash, we are not paying off Shopify Capital any faster than we absolutely have to. We're gonna, I would much rather pay off the line of credit, which does charge us a daily interest rate. So that's where we're at. It's just how it goes sometimes, but we're going to make it work. And we always do. Thank you guys so much for tuning in today. Be sure to check back in Thursday for the next topic. Don't forget to check that subscribe button as well as the notification bell if you get notified when the podcast goes live. If you have any questions or concerns about anything we sell, any product at all, please feel free to reach out to us on the main page of our website at murdycreative.co. There's a contact us form on the bottom there. You can also send us an email directly at sales at murdycreative.co, sales at murdycreative.co. We're happy to help. You can also give us a phone call, 414-434-9001. We're available Monday through Friday. 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Central Time. You can also text us at that number as well, 414-434-9001. We do take orders over the phone as well if you'd prefer to do it that way. We still have to have a method of payment, of course, but if, you, if you're confused about the website and you say, oh, this is just what I'm looking for, you feel free to call us. We're happy to help place that order. If you think we deserve it, a good review can go a long way to help us grow, both a review on the product itself as well as a review on the podcast if you're listening on an app that allows for that. You can go review the product if you go to murdercreative.co slash leave a review or murdercreative.co slash review. Both of those will take you right now to the same place, which is Google. You can leave your review there on Google. You can read our reviews if you go to murdercreative.co slash reviews. We have all of our links to the different places that we have reviews there, Facebook, Google, et cetera. And we really appreciate it when you leave those reviews. It's really hard to hear about the product from the customer until you guys leave us that feedback. And a lot of it's so positive and it really makes a, a big difference to us. Um, we've had overwhelmingly good reviews and I think that that helps also when we're looking and trying to get more people into the Murdy Creative Co. Uh, group that uh, having those reviews helps people feel confident that they're actually buying a quality product because there's just so much garbage out there these days. If you're looking for multiple items for gifts, giveaways, menus, really any reason, we do have bulk discounts available. They're built directly into the cart. So all you need to do is add any product you'd like. You can mix and match to your heart's desire. It's based purely on the total cart quantity. Once you add everything in there, the if it's over the minimum quantity of five, the bulk discount should automatically apply in the cart and you can see what it's there. You can also add more things, and eventually, as you go up and up and up, the bulk discount will get better and better and better, of course. And then you can hit checkout, and it'll automatically apply, and you can check out there. If you'd like to get a custom engraved item, we have no minimum order quantities and no, uh, no setup fees. Excuse me. It's a simple flat fee, normally about $15 per item. And that is actually pre-bulk discount. So if you're going to get your company logo on something, with a whole, and you're going to get a whole bunch of them, it can be a lot less than that $15 fee over time. Also... Please, 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 with that ability to upload images, we cannot do things that are copyright protected without permission, I should say. So if you've got a logo of something that is copyright protected, that you know is copyright protected, but you have permission to use it, you can place the order, but then send us an email with follow-up saying, here's the permission for me to use this. And if you want to put in the carts notes, I have permission to use this copyrighted images and I'm sending an email with the proof 
that helps us even more. That allows for us to make it quick and easy. But otherwise, when you go to any of the product pages, you can see the big blue button that says add custom logo. You click on that, it'll launch the customizer. Be sure when you're in the customizer, there's a circle with an exclamation point in it. You want to click on that and select your product variations, colors, inserts, things like that. It does not remember what you clicked on the prior page. Like I said, we're still working on fixing that. But you can go there. You can select your product variations there. It should update live in front of you. You can add logos, text, resize, rotate, all the other things, and then click add to your cart. You can change the quantity there if you're getting a whole bunch. Otherwise, like I said, you can just get one. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Have a great day and goodbye.